Rebbe has pointed out that we may have different breakups of the paragraphs over here. The last couple of days I announced that we are in Vav. It looks like some editions have us still in the middle of Hay. So we're going to go with what most editions seem to. Most editions seem to have a different breakup than the Sefer that I'm using. So we're still going to consider ourselves to be in the middle of Hay. In the middle of paragraph Hay, which is a long paragraph. And um, <clears throat> we left off right over here where the Ramchal said... Uh, that uh, Hashem has different names. These different names represent different attributes of Hashem, different powers of Hashem, so to speak, different ways that Hashem interacts and interfaces with the world. And by saying different names, we can access those different koiches, those different midas, those different attributes and powers of HaKadosh Baruch Hu when we say those names. So, as the Ramchal mentioned yesterday, Hashem really, in essence, is unnameable, is unknowable. The names that Hashem gives Himself are names that that um, that represent interfaces that He Himself created and how to interface and interact with this world. V'amnam. So we're up to V'amnam. I think that's where we left off yesterday. Or maybe we're up to Pirush. Maybe. Well, let's go back one or two lines. According to the name that we pronounce and we, we mention, that correspondingly brings down a certain type of shefa, a certain type of power of Hashem's, one of, of many different types of power and properties that Hashem displays here in the world. Pirush, what that means is, The hashpa, the influence and the, the power, the spiritual energy that a person is able to receive, is able to channel, is going to be of the same exact kayach power attribute that that name of Hashem represents that he is, he is pronouncing and exploring when a person does that. So now we take this to the next step here, next level. A person, by pronouncing one of Hashem's names, is accessing the midah, the attribute, the power that that name stands for. And when he accesses it, it automatically brings down, confers upon him that power, that attribute, and that midah. He finds himself now exposed to that, awash in that, and and affected by that. I'm sorry. And the matter sends its effects all the way down here, from the very top to the very bottom, as we've explained earlier, that Hashem's power, Hashem's names, Hashem's energy goes through the entirety of creation from the top to bottom. When a person explores and expounds upon that name. Again, he's channeling it from top to bottom and he finds himself, the person will find himself um, under the influence of that name from the very highest to the very lowest level. And what is that going to do? What, what's that going to do to a person when he finds himself under the influence and within the, the radiance of that particular name? The Ramchal is going to explain. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he created this, this uh, ability for man to access these names, he did it with strict guidelines and strict 
laws and principles how that has to be accessed it with, with under under very exacting terms and conditions how exactly to access these names that to the degree that when a person mentions the name with all the terms and conditions fulfilled and met that's when he brings down that power that's when he finds himself affected and influenced by the power but otherwise it won't happen so let me explain what the Ramchal just said um, do you mind just it does help so much just closing, closing this off over here you can tell them to be a little bit quiet also what sends them downstairs? It's nobody here. From Kolel, they by themselves. That's dangerous. That's scary. That's, that's not good. Why okay, so what? What did the Ramchal just say? He just said like this. He said, now he's coming to make sure we understand how this works and how this doesn't work. He's been talking this whole time about Hashem has a lot of different names, and we know Hashem has, has different names. Flip through the sitter. You see immediately there's Elokim, there's Adnos, Aleph Adnon Yod, there's Yurkei Vavkei, there's Kel, there's Shakai, Tzavokais. There's all kinds of names going on out there that Hashem has. Ka. And he's telling us that every name represents a different mida, different attribute, a different power, different influence. And when I say that name, I'm channeling that, I'm bringing it down, and, and I'm, 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 I'm basking the radiance of that name. So we may think now, okay, great, so... So uh, we'll just figure out which name represents what. I'll stand up, I'll say, Shem Elohim. I'll sh- say, Adnos, Shakai, Kel, and send it down, send it down, God. I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, just, just uh, filled to the brim with this radiance, with this light, all, everything, all the nice things that are going to happen. Just, you know, here we go, just say the name. And, you know, if I want Midas HaRachimim, I'll say the name of Rachimim. If I want Midas HaChesed, I'll say the name for Chesed. If I want the Midas HaChachma, I'll say the name of Chachma. It's all going to come down. That's what it sounds like. So that's why Michal is very careful to qualify everything. What he just said is, this only works under the right terms, the right conditions, and the right time, the right place, the right setting, the right person with the right preparations. You can't just say a name. It has to be the name said under the right circumstances, in the right conditions, with the right, uh, you know, uh, 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 criteria set up that's when this will work. And he doesn't give us any of those rules and conditions because that's not his objective over here. He's not, trying to, he's not here to teach us practical Kabbalah. He's not teaching us how to access all the names of Hashem and the Kaychas that come down. He's just telling us how the system works but not how to apply this in a specific way in, 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 you know, in, uh, in our own realities. He's explained to us how the universe works. And um, you know, from the conditions that he's referring to, uh, we know that that to begin with, you can only access names of Hashem if you're in a place of purity. You know, there's things like going to the mikvah. There's things. There's 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 mental purity, physical purity, spiritual purity. These are some of the conditions in the terms of the Ramchal is referring to. You have to have the right uh, intentions. You have to have the right understanding. You have to you have to be able to dwell and meditate on the name of Hashem. Understand what this name represents, etc. You have to have conditions met and fulfilled both on a physical, spiritual, and mental level. And that's when, if you say that name of Hashem with all this physical, mental, spiritual conditions met, the purity and the intentions and everything, that's when this will work. And that's why we can't just get up and say the name of God. Nothing's going to happen. Absolutely nothing's going to happen. Because, uh, you know, we, we may be turning the key, but, uh, you know, the battery's dead. There's no gas in the tank. The, the wiring is not connected. You can, you can have the key to the Cadillac, 
You can have the key to that BMW, and you can turn it. But uh, if the wires aren't connected, if there's no battery there, if there's no gas in the tank, nothing's going to happen. So that's what the Ramchal is referring to. The name may be the key. Yes, and every name of Hashem is a different key to a different kind of car. But uh, those keys are only going to work if you have all the other terms and conditions met. So it's important for him to speak this out. It's important to us to understand that it's not just uh, you know, a ma- matter in the business of saying the right name and the right kayuch coming down. It's got to be with all the co- terms and conditions met and fulfilled. Okay, we go on. Among the effects and the radiance that Hashem has decreed that a person will pull down, will bring down upon himself when he says, says the name of Hashem, with those terms and conditions met with the, under the right circumstances, see there sheyimashku hashpoyus shebahagim l'mishu yikablim Hashem arranged that 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 a person can receive a certain amount of divine radiance and Hashem's own radiance. That what will happen? Yivudalu b'kaychem gvulais megvulais hateva k'mayshu kasavnu. They will loosen up the limits and the 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 the, the bonds of the laws of nature from him. They will loosen up somewhat from this person the natural order of life, natural living conditions, they will loosen that up. And they will allow me to be lifted, loosened, and released to a certain degree from the shackles and the confines of physical physical reality, and I will be able to have an encounter with the divine, an encounter with spirituality. What he's saying is, that one effect that we can have by saying the name of Hashem in a certain way, with the right con- conditions met, is that can actually lift me up into spirit space. Take off. The same thing that happens when a person dreams that he doesn't control, the same thing that happens when a person is unconscious, when his soul is able to rise above the body, because it's loosened the, link, the, the chains and the links of the body that link to the soul, person can do that also by saying the name of Hashem. So through meditating on the name of Hashem and saying the name of Hashem, a person can actually achieve a spiritual liftoff. And the great Mekubalim used to do such things. They would meditate and focus on names of God, and they would be able to raise themselves up into the upper regions, into the nether regions. And let's see how far that goes. What can a person do? If you know the right name, saying that name of God, will put you in this cone and the zone of radiance that loosens up, unties these bonds that tie me down over here. I find myself rising up into the realm of spirituality. I'm able to get perception and understanding and information from realms of existence that are above the natural order of what I can normally process and receive. So I can... I, I can... I can Gain and glean information from the spirit world, from from the from the from the from the realm of ruchnius. I can propel myself up there, and I can gather information that's going on up there. I can I can uh, get insights, information, revelations that are going on up there when I meditate on the names of God by the fact that I'm raising myself up there. This is approaching the ideas of Ruach HaKadosh, Divine Inspiration, and Nevua, prophecy, which we will see these things coming up. Like we will explain in coming chapters. So we know this is like, um, you know, we have this on the record. This is documented. 
there um, is a a, uh, a famous um, liturgical poem that we say both on Yom Kippur and we say it also on Tisha B'av, and that is the narrative of the ten martyrs, the Asar Haruge Malchus. The Asar Haruge Malchus are the ten ten sages, ten Tanoim that lived in the times of the of the Mishnah. That the Romans at different times in history didn't they didn't all happen at the same time, but many of them happened contemporaneously. And the Romans decreed on them to be put to death for teaching Torah publicly, for doing mitzvahs publicly, for being sages. It was as part of the Roman persecution. And you know the famous some of the famous victims were Rabbi Shmuel Kohen Gadol, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Yudah Ben Bava. We say this on Tisha B'av and we say it on Yom Kippur. And towards the beginning, it, it, the narrative tells us that the Roman emperor summoned these ten sages. And he said, I am, I, all of you are slated for execution. I've decided to avenge the sale of your brother, Joseph, that you, ten, ten tribes, ten Jews sold Joseph many, many years ago, thousands of years ago, and now I'm, it's my business, says this Roman emperor, quite, uh, you know, uh, that's, well, he's saying it, saying it with, with sincere, you know, quote-unquote sincerity, and, uh, uh, you know, sense of divine justice and, and and um, and uh, putting putting things straight, of course, being mechavim l'shem shemaim, he says, I'm going to select ten of the choicest sages and put them to death, put all you guys to death to atone for what you did to Joseph all those uh, centuries and millennia ago. Okay, so obviously he was just this is about religious persecution, trying to extinguish the Jewish spirit, um, and the chacham told him. Give us three days to see if, you know, we're really supposed to comply with this. And the, we say there, when we recite this, that, um, and this goes back, this is, this is sourced in the Chazal, that they turn to Rabbi Shmuel, who's the Kohen Gadol, Rabbi Shmuel, who's the one that went once a year into the, in the, into the Kohen Shekadosh, and they said, Rabbi Shmuel, go up to Shemaim and find out if, if Hashem is on board. If this is a divine decree that we're supposed to get punished, we're going to accept it. But if it's that, then we're gonna, you know, we're gonna fight this. So we we recite over there in that piyut that Rabbi Shmuel Tia Rabbi Shmuel's atzmoi. He was mitar himself. He went through a process of, of purity, physical, spiritual, mental purity. He recited a name of God and he went up to Shemayim. So what is this? The name of God, the name of Hashem, is like a rocket ship. You go up to Shemayim in a rocket ship. What's going on over there? It's exactly what the Ramchal is describing over here. That under the right circumstances, with the right terms and conditions met, if you know what you're doing, and you have the right hachanis, you prepare yourself properly, you go to the mikvah, mental purity, physical purity, spiritual purity, and you have the right kavanis on that name of Hashem, what you're doing when you say the name of Hashem is you're loosening up the hold of the guf on the neshama, the guf gets loosened from the neshama, the neshama is able to automatically now have perception, have, have uh, clarity, and awareness of what's going on in the surroundings. That's what it means for the neshama to rise up. I mean, it's not really, your, your neshama is always there, as we've mentioned. Your neshama is always all the way up there in a level where it can really perceive what's going on in the highest levels. It's just held back and held captive by the guf that weighs it down, prevents it from seeing what's going on up there. Rising up means simply loosening those bonds, loosening the links of the chain that the guf has, you know, a chokehold on the neshama, and now the neshama is able to see what's going on. That's what it means for the neshama to rise up, and that's what Rabbi Shmuel did by saying the name of God, and that's exactly what the Ramchal is describing over here. That one at, one out, one, one of, of product, one effect um, of that, that happens with a person meditating on specific names of Hashem is it loosens those 
links, loosens the connections that the physical has over the spiritual. And now my spirituality, my spiritual component is able to really see Klor, what's going on up there, and is able to, so Rabbi Shmuel is able to see, Rabbi Shmuel came back to them and said, yeah, I saw, I heard, I heard from behind the curtain, behind the, in the control center up there, that we're all slated for death. It's a divine decree. We can't ask any questions. Hashem has decided that we have to die to atone for Klai Okay, so that's what he discovered up there. And it was done through this process the Ramchal is describing to us over here. Hashem has also decreed that when a person brings down this radiance, a person brings down this divine energy that has this effect, the side effect of loosening up those bands, that's done through, again, dwelling and meditating and reciting the names of Hashem the right way. That are... are um, lined up and associated with that hashpa that comes down. It has to be the right name that's associated with the right hashpa. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. has to be the right name that's lined up with the right kind of hashpa. So the Ramchal is saying not only you have to have the right preparation, not only you have to know how to prepare yourself emotionally, physically, and spiritually for this, you have to know what name to say under those circumstances, which name is going to bring down, which kind of insight, which name is going to allow you to have the, the perception in the area of the Olamas that you want to see. So Rabbi Shmuel Kain Gadol, when he did this, he had to know which name was the name that he needed to say in order to get a glimpse into this particular decree. And, and not only that, you have to take that name and have the right intention, the right focus when you're saying that name. And that looks like either saying the name explicitly, sometimes what a person needs to do, if he wants to have the right perception, the right insight, the right clarity, and let his neshama rise above the guf, is he has to take that name and combine it, permutate it, change the letters around, uh, combine it with other things, with other names, again, under the... Correct conditions and with the right in the right circumstances. Ramchal is not giving us the details because it's not his agenda to give us the details. But he's saying it's complicated. There's a lot going on. Sometimes it's just saying the name. Sometimes it's combining the name with other things. Sometimes it's rearranging the name. Like we will say as we return to this, when we uh, continue, as we continue in the sefer. Um, okay. The, uh, what does the item have over here? Now you have a new paragraph, it's still the continuation. Vav. Vav and mine as well, Vav. Vav for, you, Vav for the item is a short paragraph or a long paragraph? Short. It's about eight, ten lines. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. let's continue then. Let's do Vav now. We're going to move on from um, the hate to the Vav. The Ramchal continues. Vihine. Hadavr Yudua. It's also known, and usually when the Ramchal says it's known, means this has been shared with us by the mystics, by the Kabbalists. Even though this, this principle is, is one concept, one basic concept, what happens when you say the names of Hashem in the right circumstances is we're escaping the limitations of the natural world because when you bring Hashem's name down to you, you're bringing yourself up to a spiritual realm and that, that necessarily loosens up the, the limitations of, of physical the physical. The details, how it works, the Ramchal reminds us, are very complicated and complex. All kinds of rules that we have to know. And the Ramchal is just trying to tell us, don't 
don't walk away from today's program thinking that now we can say Shakai and and we see Meacharya Park. We can say Tzavakos, and we see what's going to happen tomorrow. We can say Agnus, and we'll see who's going to win the World Series. No, no, no. Sidrei Mchal, it's a lot that I'm not telling you. According to how all the systems are arranged and all the different levels and the different insights and different places you have to try to access, but saying the name of Hashem that creates a lot of complexities and a lot of details. The same way life down here is very complex, and the same way I want to get insights into a world down here which is complex, so too are the complexities that parallel that in, in Ruchnis. In other words, things up there are just as complex as, as we see them down here. So down here, there's lots of moving parts, there's lots of pieces to everything in life down here, there's lots of moving parts and pieces up there, and that's what will determine under any at any given time the particular name of God that I have to say, how I have to say it, how I have to arrange it, and one parallels the other. It's never just a simple matter of just this name, and suddenly, you know, you have just divine prophecy. It's that name based on the circumstances that you find yourself in and based on the circumstances that surround the information that you would like to become aware of. The more complicated your situation is, the more complicated and complex the, the, the uh, details will have to be in, in permutating and arranging and, 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 and pronouncing the name, that particular name of God um, in order to access the behind-the-scenes take that's going on in Shammai. Okay? So it, it's complex, and the complexities parallel the complexities down here. Because everything that happens down here, this is just, you know, follow suit, everything that's happening down here is ultimately a projection of what's going on up there. So the, 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 the projection down here is an insight into uh, all the details that are going to have to be taken into account if I want to access the information up there. And when we make that departure, when a person can pull that off properly, whether that's Ruach HaKodesh, whether that's Navua, and he's able to pull this off with the right preparation and saying the name the right way, and he's able to loosen up the pull of the body and able to get into the Nisham up there, then Madregas Amadregas Yimatsu, even then, there's levels, levels, levels that he can ascend to. He can go here, he can go here, he can go here. Kichol Shar Klali Advarim Hamispartim Biproteim uh, like everything else that we've been saying until now, there's so many different levels up in Shemaim and different kaychas and different malachim and different levels of information. So that will also be taken into account when a person does this. Again, the Ramchal is very, very interested in letting us know that it's not a simple black and white matter. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's not a one type of exercise, one departure that gets you to one destination with one piece of information. It's complex. It's like driving a car down a highway. There's so many different highways, so many different exits, so many different turns, so many different traffic lights, so many different little towns. The journey through geographical space down here is a very good insight into the journey through spiritual space up there. Which highway am I going down? Which exit am I taking? Am I going the right way down the highway? Am I going the wrong way down the highway? Am I going to crash into someone going, you know, if I'm going the wrong way? All that happens when you go up to Shemaim as well. We have spiritual roadmaps, spiritual... Um... um Highways and networks. You can have someone who rises up a little bit, someone who rises up even more, someone who gets off the first exit, someone that makes it all the way all the way to the end, someone that can, well, gets off somewhere in the middle. We will return to this and more as we continue.
Okay, this is an excellent place, I think, for us to stop before Shabbos. Mirza Hashem, next week we will continue with Zion. We all agree upon that we're up to Zion now. Okay, yeah, so we we'll both continue months. next week. And, uh, Above and a half. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos, and we'll continue next week with, with prophecy, divine inspiration, and sorcery is around the corner.